Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Dole Whips and Double Doubles. My name is Ryan Miller, and I'm from Hamilton, Ontario, and this week I'm joined by Ryan in London, Ontario. Hello. Welcome. This is part three of our four-part series on Disney Genie Plus. Not Disney Plus, Disney Genie Plus. <laughs> and a quick recap. Uh, of course, we've started the last couple episodes with this. Disney Genie um, is a free option in your My Disney Experience app that gives you suggestions on what attractions you should do when based on what your... Um, preferences are but we have never well personally lauren and i have never used that uh that service um but we have used the paid version which essentially replaced the the fast pass system where you can buy disney genie plus and book uh individual lightning lanes or uh or lightning lane entrances to popular attractions that basically get you um a shorter line from there so uh today we're going to talk about hollywood studios the attractions that are available um what our plans would be for using it and whether we think it's worth it in the end um which uh i think will be interesting because we haven't had we've had like okay yeah it's it it could be worth it in some circumstances for animal kingdom and for epcot hollywood studios i feel like there's a little bit more of a um a justification for for using it um and we'll we'll get into the reasons why but uh but let's start with what attractions are available with disney genie plus and in no particular order or sorry, in a particular order, it's alphabetical, but in no particular order of importance. Um, with Genie Plus, you can get access to Alien, Alien Swirling Saucers, Beauty and the Beast Live on Stage, Disney Junior Play and Dance, For the First Time in Forever, A Frozen Sing-Along Celebration, The Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular, you can meet Olaf at Celebrity Spotlight, Minnie and Mickey's Runaway Railway, uh millennium falcon smugglers run muppet vision 3d rock and roller coaster with aerosmith slinky dog dash star tours tower of terror toy story mania like the list is it looks like there are a number of attractions that you're like okay yeah and then there's a handful of attractions that you're like why would anyone use this ever but i know why they put it on the list yeah, I, I mean, Indiana Jones can hold a ton of people. <laughs> yeah. Like, it can hold a small village. So you definitely, not even a small village, like a medium-sized village. So it's on there merely, merely for fluff, just like Magic and Muppet Vision. Well, Muppet Vision is also on there. Yeah. So um, what, one that I would, I, I really kind of want to call out because it's, it, there's a, as soon as you read it, I was like, ugh, why would you do that? But then at the same time, I'm like, yeah, no, I could see yourself doing that. Alien Swirling Saucer is an interesting one because it is not a ride that I would want to use this for. However, if I had a kid, a child who was not tall enough to ride certain rides or, you know, do doesn't really like to wait, you know, this is a ride that it, it can get 
long and it's not like it's a fine ride but it's very carnival fair-esque mm-hmm. um and so i mean you know the 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 weight isn't really worth it um you know so so you know in, in some circumstances maybe you would choose to use it on this again I think we'll talk about other rides before using it for this one. However, uh, this is one that I could see certain families or certain dynamics in which, you know, this would be maybe higher up on their list than it would be for say me. Yeah. Um, It's worth mentioning $15 at the moment per person per day to use Disney genie plus. So, you know, Lauren and I went and it was 30 bucks and you guys went and it was, what 60 60 some odd dollars because it's 15 dollars yeah. plus tax yeah i think i think it ended up being 64 dollars i want to say maybe 67 dollars but again in us so it ended up being probably 80 dollars canadian yeah um what's interesting is hollywood studios always feel like there are you know at some parks there's like the the top tier of attractions and then a middle tier of attractions and then like I don't want to say a bottom tier of attractions, but like attractions that you don't need. um, You didn't need fast passes for in the past and you don't need lightning lane for um, in the present. Um, But at Hollywood studios, that top tier of attractions is larger, but completely dependent on who is in your travel party because uh, you know, if you've got older kids who are taller, then your focus might be in one area. And if you've got kids who are slightly shorter, um, then you might be focused in another area. But I think, uh, like, ultimately, it's going to come down to a couple of options, um, I think, right off the bat. and And I would probably say... I don't know. There's six, there's six options that I would be like, okay, yeah, that's a good use of my first selection with, with genie plus. Whereas with, um, Epcot and animal kingdom, it was like two, two attractions that you were trying to get. And at Hollywood studios, I feel like the demand is high for everything, but, um, but people are going to be a little bit more spread out across the attractions than focused in just on one or two. Now I would say probably the number one that everybody wants with genie plus is slinky dog dash. Um, just because historically the wait time can get quite long. Um, and it is an attraction that appeals to, people of all ages right so like if you've got a kid who's tall enough to go on it you're definitely going to want to go there and if you're an adult and you want to do it you might want to use a, a lightning lane selection for it well and and the height restriction for it is not that great so you know four-year-olds and five-year-olds can ride this yeah versus some other rides uh you know space mountain splash mountain where you need to be you know six or seven so you're adding that many more families because of, of that restriction not being as, as great. Uh, same with Snow White, Seven Dwarfs, and Magic Kingdom. You know, it, it, that's a very low height requirement. Yeah. So it, it, it's more accessible for more families. So uh, absolutely. I'll say on our trip, we 
I was online at 6.55 and booked it at you know 7.01 or 7 o'clock. And I think we got it for 10.20. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was a win. Yeah. Um, you know, that felt like really successful. And we've talked about this, you know, the next day I tried Peter Pan at Magic Kingdom and I, I got it for one o'clock um, because, you know, I, you know, had a, a, a minute uh, regret discussion about picking it with Lauren and then all of a sudden <laughs> it, it jumped up like four hours later. But, but um, I really think that when you get it, uh, you know, can, uh, you know, really make it that much more worthwhile in Hollywood studios. I don't know what else you would pick if it wasn't Slicky Dog first. So, again, I think it depends on who who your travel party is, because if you're if you're into um, thrill rides, I think you could make a case for Tower of Terror or Rock and Roller Coaster. Uh, I mean, I'd probably lean more towards Tower of Terror and certainly n- not knowing what uh, what state Tower of Terror is in, um, because, you know, at the time of recording, they're going through a half refurbishment where they are like uh, they've shut down half of the ride while they work on it. So it's operating at 50 percent capacity, which means that. Um, the wait time is significantly higher on average. So I feel like Tower of Terror would be a really good use of one right now. And also if you are planning on doing Tower of Terror and part of it goes down for the day, it, it can drive up the wait time. And then you may be stuck waiting longer than you expect to for Tower of Terror. And you know, rock and roller coaster is going to be popular throughout the day. It's not, um, it's not as high of a wait time, but you're looking at probably what 60 to 90 minutes to wait for, for that. So if you don't want to wait for it, that might be a good use of, of your lightning lane selection. So I could see, you know, slinky dog dash probably first, but, if you have no interest in it, then Tower of Terror or Rock and Roller Coaster would make sense as a as a second option. You could. I could also see the the argument of Millennium Falcon as well. Yeah. Again, if you had, you know, let's say kids who thought they were older than they were, you know, mm. and didn't want to do Slinky Dog Dash or didn't want to do Alien Swirling Saucer, <laughs> yeah. but had to do, but had to do a Star Wars ride. Um, you know, Melian Balkwin can be quite a big weight. And I would also say that the weight doesn't always feel worth it with that ride. I gotta say I'm so lukewarm on that ride though. <laughs> um, after riding it three separate or four or four times I, each time. I it, do remember I, when it first opened once you get to the inside queue, there's more to look at. There's a little bit more going For on. Sure. And so yes. that, you know, it's not enter- it's not necessarily entertaining, but it has more to see and do than waiting in line for Rock and Roller Coaster, which is, you know, largely Fair. outside okay. and, yeah. and a bad, you know, a bad walkway outside while you wait and then a long wait inside as well. 
Oh, that's fascinating. So therefore, you're saying that the Q is better at Millennium Falcon, which agreed. I would rather so wait in that Q for a longer time than, than Rock and Roller Coaster. And if you had Star Wars kids or Star Wars fans, then for sure, the Millennium Falcon's got lots of cool things for them to look at. Okay. All right. You could kind of talk me into it. However, <laughs> I will say that Rock and Roller Coaster is a far superior ride than Millennium Falcon. Yes. Uh, I, I I would agree with you there for sure. Um, but yeah, if you've got a Star Wars fan in your, in your family and Smuggler's Run is something that you need to do, um, you know, it's a, it's a good use for it. Sure. I I would put it after Slinky Tower of Terror and, uh, and Rock and Roller Coaster for sure though, personally, um, it'd be the kind of thing that I would try or hope to get a, um, like use as my second or third selection if it were available if that makes sense yeah no for sure so then riddle me this um when are you or are you um gonna be doing mickey's runaway so because because i think we'd agree that this it i mean not that it would be considered the sleeper uh attraction because obviously it's a well-known but I think that it it is f- such a surprising ride. Yeah. Oh, I don't disagree. Uh, and so I think that the wait time on average is less for yeah, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway notes. Railway. And so, like, I could I could do a forty minute wait for that. Okay. Um, without too much trouble, but uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is also like this is where strategy comes into play because and we talked about it on on the last uh the last episode this one of the last remaining perks of staying on site is the early morning magic um the extra half hour and and we'll talk about this a little bit later but i i don't know i'd say 75% of people who are there for extra magic hours or the early morning magic are there to go to um, rise of the resistance first. Right. And so if you choose to go to Mickey and Minnie, Minnie's runaway railway first in that first half hour, you could do it back to back, which is what we did. We did it back to back um, because it was such a short wait time. And, um, and the line moves pretty quickly. Like they get through people in a reasonable amount of time. Um, I mean, I would still get a lightning lane for it if it were available, but I, but I feel like I would choose, you know, obviously slinky tower of terror, rock and roller coaster first. Um, if none of those are available, then I'd put it up against millennium Falcon. Um, because it might be nice to do, especially if you do it first thing in the morning, it might be nice to do later in the day as well. And right. And it's, it's the kind of ride that I'm happy to do more than once in a single day. Yeah, no. And I, I no, I totally agree with you. And I, and I only throw that out there because I do think this is another one of those rides for those, let's say kidless, um, you know, not really into thrill rides, um, maybe of a older age <laughs> and you, you know, the, again, 
not sure if I was going to buy the Genie Plus that I would only buy it for one ride. Obviously, it seems just wait in line for, for uh, Mickey's Runaway. But I could see, you know, again, there there are younger kids, you know, and, and you couldn't get Slinky Dog Dash, then maybe you get this first. Um, but I agree with you that the, the way that the line moves, um, obviously they built in better capacity with this ride and, and, and flow of traffic. So um, not necessary, but it is, it, to me, you know, if four o'clock this was still on the board, you know, and you've done the the big ones. It, this actually seems like one where you could maybe see this later on in the day. Yeah. Around where a lot of other ones that we talked about before just aren't on the board. Yeah. I, I think it would be an easy pick if it's still around at four o'clock. And like you said, if you've done the other major ones, then then for sure. Uh, my sleeper attraction is Toy Story Mania, where it's a, you know, it's a total curveball. I don't know where it stands on the scale of how many people want to use a lightning lane for it. Obviously, if you have kids who can't go on roller, rock and roller coaster, you know, it's an easy win. But as an adult who enjoys doing it, I also don't want to wait 60 minutes to go on Toy Story Mania because until you get to Mr. Potato Head the queue is is pretty um it, it's it's fun and whimsical for kids but you know it gets tiring after a while i don't know i'm i'm complete first world problems absolutely right. yeah but i i agree i mean we were able to use it and we were able to get it in um when we used genie plus again i think timing was everything and getting slinky dog dash first and so early in the day definitely helped with that um but no, I agree. I think that that is a ride that, you know, it, it is accessible for a lot of people. And I think this speaks now, of course, I was not on the call for the, the Epcot um, discussion and a little hurt that I was not um, phoned <laughs> in for, but well, you know, it's fine. We got, we all got things we got to do. No. Um, but I guess what I was going to talk about is doesn't this justify though, why, it's such a better value for Hollywood studios than it is for the Epcot. I 100% because I feel like after you've made a couple of selections on the big ones, if they're, if not all the big ones are there, you kind of understand you're like, okay, yeah, obviously, you know, lots of people wanted slinky dog and tower of terror and rock and roller coaster. But after you've done two selections, you know, if, Mickey and Minnie's is still on the board. If Toy Story Mania is still on the board, you feel like you're getting good value for that. Um, yeah. And and then if you happen to get, you know, both of them, <laughs> then bonus. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And the, the idea that, you know, we talked, you know, the, the Mickey's Runaway or, or Toy Story, if you can get that later on in the day, you know, that just isn't happening at Epcot in Old Kingdom. You're not getting other rides at the end of the day. You're maybe getting attractions. You're getting shows. You're not getting rides. Yeah. And, 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 and I know they're like, I don't want, I don't know. Maybe this is controversial, but that's what Disney is great at is the rides. And yeah. that is why a lot of people go, especially with kids. Obviously kids love shows, but they really want to go on those rides. So you have a lot more choices, you know, I definitely would say a quick trigger finger at seven o'clock is, is your best <laughs> option. But 
uh, or your, or your best chance of kind of being able to have, you know, later in the day options. Yeah. But the fact that the fact that you, you even have a chance at that, I think just speaks volumes to Genie plus being maybe, uh, not maybe a, definitely a, a better option than Epcot. Now, you know. Yeah. Now you guys did use it. Um, do you want to walk us through what your experience was with, uh, yeah, so Genie we, plus at Hollywood studios? So we got it at, uh, so seven o'clock did Slinky Dog Dash. Mm-hmm. And then we, and Slinky Dog Dash, I believe was at nine twenty, and the park opened at eight, hmm. I want to say, or opened at eight thirty. but we could get in at eight. It was something, some kind of weird time like that. I remember Animal Kingdom opened up at seven thirty, and so you could get in at seven, which was bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Um, not my favorite uh, thing to do on a vacation is wake up that early. But so if you, yeah, so then we did Slinky Dog Dash. And before, so we walked in and we rode Mickey's Runaway, mm-hmm. waited in line and got on right away. We had Slinky Dog Dash for 920. We then rode uh, Rise of the Resistance. Because it had a fifty-five minute wait listed. Now in this, in, now it was not. It was twenty-two minutes, I believe. Wow! So that is definitely something to kind of keep in mind. Early in the morning, Disney tries really hard to kind of throw you off and put you in other queues <laughs> so that you're, you know. So, so do keep in mind that those numbers are um, subjective up for debate. Yeah, they're not accurate, um, you know, and and. You, and you don't know because, of course, you're not going to walk through the line to know. So, <laughs> you know, it is a bit of a gamble. There is absolutely a, a gamble involved. Yeah. But anyways, we went and we did Rise of the Resistance. And then after Rise of the Resistance, we went over to Slinky Dog Dash. And before we had enough time before we went Slinky Dog Dash, we ran, waited in line for Alien Swirling Saucer. Then did Slinky Dog Dash. Then I got a, a walk-on for Millennium Falcon or a pass for Millennium Falcon. And then I got one for um, Rock and Roller Coaster. And then we were able to get one for Toy Story and Women. Wow. We didn't get one for Tower of Terror, but nobody in my household wanted to other than me <laughs> ride it. Um, but yeah, so, you know, and that's one thing that I, I really want to caution is that made our day amazing. We, like, we have talked about that that's probably the best park day we've ever had mm-hmm. to be able to hit everything you want to hit. It's worth that money. You felt as though, yeah, no, I, you know, I got, you know, blackjack. It was great. However, I think we could have done that every single day to the exact same timing every single day. And it could have been vastly different each day. Yeah. I, I think that it it was just happenstance. Some things fell our way. We were able to get what we got. It did also pour that day. So it's possible that some people were like, forget it. I'm not going to the park that day. Yeah. Or decided to sleep in because it was, you know, it, it rained really heavily from 9.45 to, I'd say, 11.30 or 11. And then it was fine. And so maybe that scared away people in the morning. I'm not sure. But... I, I do want to caution that that was our experience and it was amazing. It was not, it was unexpected that it would work out so positively for us. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bank on it the next time. That's for sure. It certainly didn't. We talked about Magic Kingdom. That was not the experience with Magic Kingdom. Yeah. 
Um, we, we had a similar experience to you in that things worked out pretty well for us. Um, we bought, um, uh, we'll talk about this in a little bit. We, we bought the individual lightning lane for rise of the resistance, but we also wanted to go on it first thing. And so we went for early morning magic, um, and then went straight to rise of the resistance, but, uh, conspiracy theory in, in me, <laughs> um, the attraction was down. They were doing a delayed opening, which I felt like, you know, we've talked about this before. Is it a tactic that Disney uses to drive people to purchase the individual? I, I'm not sure. You know, that's a, that's a debate for another time, but having walked there, uh, into star Wars galaxy's edge, and then they told us, you know, it's, it's down. It'll have a delayed opening. The options were open and we decided to go to millennium Falcon, walked right onto that, um, got that done and out of the way. And then we went to, um, we went to Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway um, and did that twice back to back in that first, first half hour. So in that first half hour, we did smugglers run and two times through um, Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway. Now we did purchase genie plus um, and our first booking was for slinky dog dash, which we were lucky enough to get. Um, and then Throughout the day, we just kept sending reminders of when we could book. And I think because we were able to get Slinky Dog within the first two hours of the park opening, it gave us a leg up as to when we could book other things. Um, we didn't have to wait fully until the two hours after the park had opened to make our second selection. We were, or were able to go on Slinky Dog and and then make another selection sort of right away and so we selected tower of terror uh later in the day we got rock and roller coaster later after that we got um uh toy story midway mania and we also got another mickey and minnie's runaway route not a second one but um because we'd walked on to it the first two times we were able to use a lightning lane selection for for it now the the interesting part is our slinky dog dash reservation was in the morning i think before 10 o'clock everything else that we booked was between five o'clock and seven o'clock at night so we did five we got five attractions and four of them happened within a two-hour window at the end of the day essentially Right. And so, um, you know, to further to your point, it, it's not always going to be like that. And on any other given day, if a couple of things had gone a different way, we would have had a bad experience with Genie Plus at Hollywood yeah. Studios. But yeah. things things worked out for us and we ended up having an amazing experience at Hollywood Studios. So that is the risk or the gamble with Genie Plus in the first place. Um, 
you know, it's nice to hope that you can get all of those main attractions. But I think if you expect to get, you know, as Disney says on their website, if you expect to get two or three, or if you get two or three, you know, that's, that's what they uh, expect on average. If I only got two attractions for 15 bucks, I, I would be not so much of a happy camper. Um, but because I got five, I feel like I got my money's worth. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's, you know, out of the four parks that I did and, and, um, uh, you know, Magic Kingdom is just, it's so, such a different beast. Out of the four parks I did, I think Hollywood Studios was by far the most successful one I had with Genie Plus. Mm-hmm. And so I would be tempted to use it again because it worked so well my last time. I still have no desire to use it for Epcot and I have no desire to use it for Animal Kingdom <laughs> until, until, um, you know, there's additional attractions that I think are, are worth spending money on, yeah. uh, on top of what I'm already spending to go to the park. Cause you know, that's not free either. Yeah. So it's not for me, Hollywood studios just worked out well. I'd be incredibly disappointed if it didn't. And, and I, and I, it, it, it really is gambling in this <laughs> instance because you really have no idea how your day is going to end up. You don't, Yeah. you don't, you have no idea if, there's a thousand people online clicking at the same time you are or 250 or 10,000 people. <laughs> you just have no, no indication. And, and, you know, it can be, you know, a sneeze that can change your day from a one fifteen you know, uh, slinky dog dash to a nine thirty. Yeah. A slip of the finger can be the difference yeah. between. Yeah. Several hours in the day. That's right. A slip of the finger can make you feel like you're getting the finger. You know, that's, <laughs> That's Genie Plus in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, on, uh, but but it, all joking aside, um, when it works, Call of Duty is a great place to, to spend the money. For sure. And I mean, even beyond the six major attractions that we kind of talked about, you mentioned Alien Swirling Saucers. That would be, you know, one later in the day that I'd be happy to get. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Star Tours, if you're looking for it at the end of the day, chances are oh, it's, really all, forgot it's already that. got a, a short wait time. So, um, you know, I'd rather take my chances and, and go on that. But it's also the thing that we usually um, don't necessarily have to do at Hollywood Studios. Yeah, we've depending on we skipped we skipped it this. Yeah, depending on whether you've eaten or not, and, and what kind of motion sickness you can you can tolerate. Um, yeah, and and I mean any of the shows that we haven't mentioned, there's a reason why we haven't mentioned them. <laughs> there just isn't a show that you need to worry about missing because you don't have a fast pass. Or I mean, if you really want to sit in the front few rows for beauty and the beast or for indiana jones i mean go for it but you really don't need one in order to go in or or the frozen sing-along if you want to be right up near the stage that you know sure uh but disney junior play and dance you don't need it there and honestly i don't know why muppet vision is still on the list it it, it didn't need to be a fast pass it doesn't need to be a lightning lane, you know, and don't, I think it's just, per, it's, it's just percentages of, of Disney being yeah. like, well, if people see that it's there, then they'll feel like they're getting, you know, right. the, the benefit but, of it. 
it, it is possible that our heart will break if you choose to use a fast pass for G plus for it, <laughs> because it is a theater that holds probably 2000 people. Yes. And it's never full. It is never so full. You have no reason to pick it on G plus. <laughs> um, I mean, you're welcome to pick it and, and maybe feel validated for spending your $15 per person. And that's why Disney offers it. But it really isn't something you should seek to get. You can get it many times during the day. It plays probably five times a, an hour or, or maybe not five times an hour, but it plays three times an hour, I'm sure. Yes, absolutely. Um, let's talk quickly about the individual Lightning Lane because um, like the other parks, there is an attraction um, that is not accessible with Disney Genie Plus that you have to pay for individually. And at Hollywood Studios, that attraction at the moment is Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, which continues to have massive popularity. Um, the line is going to be the longest uh, of all the attractions during the day, um, unless you're lucky, like Ryan and his family were, and and you happen to snag it at just the right time. Um but Lauren and I paid for this and, and in hindsight, it was lucky that we did because when we were expecting to go on it first thing in the day and weren't able to, at least we had a backup time, um, and, and would have felt like we'd missed out or, or been, you know, I don't want to say robbed, but like if you are expecting to go on it first thing and you're not able to it can be disappointing. So in our case, you know, we went on it once before, uh, shortly after it opened. Um, we hadn't been to the parks in a long time. We knew that we really wanted to go on it. We figured it was worth the extra at the time, $15 for each of us to go on rise of the resistance. And it was, it was worth it. I don't know if I would do that all the time or if I were going to Hollywood studios for two days, I I might take my chances on the first day. And then if I'm, if I wasn't able to get on it, then maybe the second day I would try to, um, to purchase the individual lightning lane. But certainly if you've never been on it, I feel like you can justify paying for it. It's, I think, um, had we not went on it, I would have been very tempted on our second day to pay to go. Mm. And after going the first time, I think it's very justified to pay for the one-off. Yeah. I there There isn't now, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, notwithstanding. <laughs> um, I... This, you know, made my 12-year-old incredibly happy. He was blown away by it. He talked about it for days and days and days afterwards. <laughs> and, you know, we didn't pay for it. But if we had of, it, it would have been one of the more justifiable expenses I made on the trip, yeah. for sure. And As a one-off. I'm not, I wouldn't do this for all four parts. Right. This is the example. Yeah. Um, for Lauren and I, you know, we, we paid for Genie Plus, $15 a person. Um, and then we paid for the individual lightning lane for rise of the resistance, $15 a person. So we'd paid over $60 us, um, for those experiences on that particular day. 
I feel like, you know, you guys as a family of four, um, spending $60 on Genie Plus and $60 to get on Rise of the Resistance, you know, suddenly it's $120 US and that's a lot of money still. You are, you know, your experiences worked out for Genie Plus and for us, they worked out for Genie Plus. It's still a lot of money for four people to do that. Um, I, yeah, I think one of the things that, that it's just a new wrinkle that people need to accept when planning this Disney trip is adding that additional cost in before you go, even if it's mentally or, you know, you, you actually physically put it away in a different spot. And I say that because a Disney trip, you know, the, it's not an all-inclusive trip. There's a lot of additional expenses. You yeah. know, there's meals, whether it's souvenirs. You know, now there's the transportation to and from the the airport. There's all these like additional costs that just really kind of add up, and and the experience in itself is really expensive. So, you know, I know that there are those people who can kind of get caught up and say, "Oh, well, this is a once-in-a-lifetime trip," or "Oh, this is a you know one-off, so you got to do it." But man, if you do that every single day of your trip, it will, you know can financially weigh you down at the end of your trip. Yeah. And I know when I was a travel agent, the last thing I wanted was for my clients to come home feeling as though, sure, that was a good trip and we had a great time, but now we're financially strapped <laughs> and there are, you know, it, it's going to be a tough couple of months while we claw, claw to that. Yeah. Uh, and so I'd hate to see kind of people do that. I do think that, you know, have that discussion with your significant other, your family before you go and say, okay, what is more worth it? Have the genie plus for the day or or making sure that you ride rise of the resistance or if it's both it just means that you're like budgeting for it ahead of time right absolutely um because you don't want to get caught you know if you go for five days at the parks and you do both genie plus and the individual lightning clean at every every park you're gonna walk away you know with five hundred six hundred dollars uh spent on just attractions and that's a huge pill to swallow. So I feel like being selective, uh, is, is more important. And if you want to use both at Hollywood studios, it, you can totally justify it, but it is a hefty price to pay. What, well, it's going to be really interesting. And this is the last thing I will say, um, is, as Disney has taken it out of packages and that it's now a everyday kind of addition, will we notice the benefits of it because mm. less people will access it or will it not move the needle? That will be fascinating to me to see for Hollywood Studios is a great example because there's, there's quite a few attractions. Yeah. So will you actually, you know, will you get, you know, Toy Story in the middle of the day more likely now, or will you get, you know, will Slinky Dog Dash not, you know, will you get a, you know, I, I was lucky to get 920, but are you, are you going to, you know, without having luck on your side, is that going to be more attainable moving forward? Cause there's less people accessing or trying to access Genie plus, or is it still going to be gone at seven o'clock right away? Right. <laughs> right. No, it'll be, it, it's interesting. And I don't think we'll fully know until we get more into next year. Yeah. Um, as, as people have got packages and, and haven't added uh, Genie plus yet. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's probably a good place to leave it. Um, yeah, as with the other two episodes where we talked about Genie Plus at Animal Kingdom and Epcot, um, 
it's worth asking the question, is it worth it for you? Is it, have you had good experiences? Have, is it something that you would spend money on? Would you do both Genie Plus and individual Lightning Lane for Rise? Um, or would you just try to strategize and, uh, and find a good way to get the majority of the attractions that you want to do done? Um, head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages and leave a comment below letting us know what your what your plan is. Um, yeah, because we love to hear about it. Uh, but that's it. Um, yeah, unless there's anything that you want to add, Ryan? No, I think that, that we've covered a lot of ground. And again, it is, it is the one park that I could see myself buying GD Plus for again. Nailed it. <laughs> uh then in that case, that's it. We want to thank you so much for joining us. And on behalf of myself, Ryan, and Ryan, with the Double Doubles, you've been listening to Dole Whips and Double Doubles. Thanks so much for listening, and we look forward to you joining us again next time. Bye.